0: The 423rd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. And next, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today.
1: Howdy ho, Dejan Welcome to episode 423 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast work. This one's going out to turn up in the Discord. He's he's gotten a bunch of uh, dedications before. Um, not only did he hit a, a due to luck, um, I must say, due to the MMA gods, he, he, he hit a big a big hit uh, last night at UFC uh, Vegas, but he's also been giving us inside info on a fighter that we're going to be covering today and he's been moving lines uh, on this event so this goes out to our buddy turnip thank you for coming to the show i'm one of the hosts jeff chalks fox and this is a Dana White contender series week eight episode usually we say it's the most wonderful time of the year but this has been a wacky season i guess it was bound to happen this is mma um things were going too well for in the, pa- the past um past Ish, past seasons excuse me past seasons of Dana White Contender Series as I stumble my way, way through the opening and things have turned around and bitten us in the ass this year but no this week is going to be a good week another last episode I started off saying it was an inconsequential event we we're going to cover and I'm doing almost the same here which is not good so I better bring in my co-host to save the proceedings he's always upbeat it's the one and only Dan and Gummy Vreeland hello
0: you're just gonna come out here every single episode and say what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about doesn't matter and isn't fun, it does not matter.
1: <laughs> I, I, I just want to prove that people listen to us no matter what, no yeah. matter what we
0: cover, they will. I, I think out. you're like one of those people who post on social media that they're like having a bad day and just want everybody to respond <laughs> and be like, Oh my god, what's wrong? and you're like. This is oh, not sequential just so everybody will come in the Discord and tell you that what you do matters. It is.
1: It's true. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're right. My psychology is gonna be real and it is coming through. But <laughs> I, apparently it is uh, it does matter because um, I've just jumped in on Discord and you guys are just posting like crazy about it. We got some big, big uh sums of money being put on some of these fights too. We got some real gens in there, don't we? We we, we some do. real line movers.
0: Yeah, yeah, the lines. And I will tell you, we're going to talk about lines today Um, And because, you know, we're taping early Sunday morning here. It is not even into the PM yet. We wanted to get it in before football. Um, So these lines just posted this morning. Like when I got up and checked the lines this morning, they weren't here yet. So there's lots of fluctuation happening right now. So uh, when we talk about each and every one of these fights, I'm also going to tell you, you know, if this line moves in this direction, this is how I would play it um and also just give you like some other ways to look at it if uh if the lines stay where they
1: are very good we can count on our gumby to to get you covered either way we got to do that this year because uh no matter what um no matter what happens we have to be prepared because a lot of people we don't want to, to win have been winning a lot of people who haven't looked so great have been winning at least not everyone is getting contracts now so i used to remember in the olden days i used to make you predict who would get the contract and then that became meaningless because everyone was getting contracts but now we're kind of we're not quite back to the olden days but we're back to not everybody getting contracts yeah it's like can you predict one person who's bad enough
0: that dana doesn't like them or <laughs> or maybe just not flashy enough right it's too um, young
1: I, I love the too young thing. Well, too, don't let, them on, young, the to, don't let them on the show. Don't let on the show to begin with. Then
0: too young or too old, because he
1: also does that too. Yes, He's like, yes, I, yes. You, I've said time and time again, I'm not looking for a
0: 33 year old prospect. Well, dude, you guys booked the show. Your exactly. name is uh, your name is on the freaking title card. Like, you can if you're not looking for 33 year old prospects, stop putting them on your show.
1: <laughs> and then he brags about how he knows nothing about these fighters heading in. Well, that's I don't know if that's a good brag or not. Like, should yeah, no, you know, it really. It really should be called deciding their future on
0: it really should be called Mick Maynard's
1: contender series. Yeah, because um, while Dana, Dana might be making. The,
0: yeah, Dana might be making the decisions at the end of the day. But like, I mean, it could not be more clear that like Mick and in uh, Sean Shelby are the ones booking this stuff.
1: Yep, it is true. Um, before I jump before we jump into it, thoughts on this week. Anyone uh, pique your interest? Any of your guys or gals on this week's episode? <sighs> I wouldn't say there's
0: like uh anybody who I'm I'm super jacked up on um but there are two particularly who I think are um two that I think are really
1: fun and one that I think's being really undervalued. How does anyone have it on the card? There are two women fighting, so There is one look at there
0: it. is one that Dana White will love unabashedly, very obviously. Um okay. Uh, there's
1: one I can almost guarantee is we'll be in the UFC uh, by Wednesday morning. All right. Make sure you tell us who that is when we hit to it. Uh, first, I got to tell you about a uh, draft Kings. I said hit to it. That doesn't even make sense, but hopefully this ad read does make sense. Draft Kings. We're back with another week of football and draft Kings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Uh, maybe, maybe this is up. What time do the Cowboys play today, Dan? Four, four twenty-five. Okay, this will be up in time. Bet the Cowboys. Gummy says take the like half points or whatever they're they're giving up, right? Yeah, you can you can you can take a minus. I think I saw negative fifteen in in mm. DraftKings this morning. All right, football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet just five dollars to get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code SGP, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And take some of that hard-earned money over to Game Time and get yourself some tickets to an event of your choice. Game Time app is the place to be for that. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code cfbx for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code cfbx for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed i got the ad read right two times in a row with the right code down without stumbling how many times did I mess it up leading into that? Four, three, four?
0: Uh, I think it was three. So should I get, oh. I, you should probably get flowers for this one, right? Oh, flowers.
1: I love that expression, flowers. Um, all right. Let's get into this here, Contender Series. I No, I just want to know how long it takes me to actually uh, rewire my brain. So <laughs> it, it, it takes about four times, apparently. All right. Contender Series 2023, week eight, going down this Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Plus or TSN up here in Canada. At the UFC Apex, five fights in the octagon, and we're starting off with bantamweights: Vinicius Oliveira, Victor Hugo Madrigal, Brazil versus Mexico violence. Right, Dan? Yes, that's right. I got those flags. They're easy flags. I'm going to tell you about Madrigal first. Paraquito is the nickname. Do you know what that means, Dan? Uh, so it means something small. Oh, small parakeet parakeet
0: yes parakeet have we covered him before this seems familiar no but 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 it's it's pretty obvious that that's what it is right (laughs) parakeet yes
1: parakeet so he is a parakeet this shall be interesting uh he's 12 and 3 7 knockouts 3 submissions he's been knocked out once he's won three straight fights and five of six all three of those uh most recent wins have come via finish he's a regional champion or was plus 275 is the number on him Olivera, Lock Dog, our boy Lock Dog. We were looking for this day. L <laughs> o k Dog is the nickname. So people asking for Lock Dogs. Here you go. Olivera's the Lock Dog. Eighteen and three is the record. Fourteen knockouts, two submissions. He has been knocked out three times. Seven and one over his last eight, including winning his last fight via TKO. Is a regional champion as well, like Madrigal. Five years younger. Minus three fifty. Obviously, the resume pick says take the Lock Dog. Yeah, I would first of all tell you, too, that when this posted, uh, Lockdog was like a plus
0: 220 underdog. So if you were one of those people who got in literally the second that they posted, uh, I mean, like it was egregious that it was posted that way uh, because, yeah, the the pick here is obviously Oliveira. I'm going to be looking for some KO props. uh, So for those of you who are out here being like, you know, how can I make money on this fight with Oliveira being that big? You know, first of all, you could have gotten the, you know, I think the The sports book that posts him first puts like fifty dollar maximums on it, so you could have gotten your fifty bucks on uh, on him then. But the other way you can make money is probably a knockout prop here because if you watch Oliveira and the way that he fights, he fights low hands, uh, big punches. He's super explosive and super strong, um, and he's got pretty good cardio for a guy who's so damn explosive too. Sometimes you see those explosive guys uh, kind of not be able to last very long, like you know. Andre Fialo is a good example of that. Just can't last. But this guy is super good in the clinch. Um, I, I love his positioning. He he does a really good job of keeping his hips away from people trying to score takedowns. He's got really good positioning and scrambling. Um, so anytime even somebody does get him halfway down, he does a good job of either not settling in or scrambling to their uh, positions and stuff like that. And he's pretty damn good on top if he should ever get on top. I think in this fight, he's probably going to be staying away from that because the guy he's fighting here in in uh Madrigal, Madrigal's a grappler. Uh, and there, there's not much else to say about him other than he's a grappler on the feet, extremely hittable. Uh, I don't think his wrestling is very good. In fact, if you look at his last fight, he fought remember Jose Alberto Quinones, um, who had like a nice little yep. run in the UFC? Um, you know, he beat Andre Sukumta and he beat uh he beat Taroto, Ishihara. Uh so he he had, like, a nice little run in the UFC before he ran into, you know, Luis Smolka and Sean O'Malley. Um, but he came out in his last fight fighting Quinones and he just picked up Quinones and slammed him on his head right early. He had been tagging him on the feet before that. Quinonez uh, wound up scrambling around and getting to the back just by, like, Quinonez being, like, a little bit sloppy. So Madrigal has got, like—he's clearly got jiu-jitsu chops, but, like, as far as his striking— Don't like what he's doing on the feet. Um, You know, he was knocked out pretty easily by Marcelo Rojo. I I think Lockdog's just going to clean his clock here on the feet. So, yeah, it's negative 350 isn't good. We'll see if that number comes down a little bit and makes it feel playable in a parlay. But if it isn't, uh, we're just going to look for a KO prop and probably like KO in the first round might be in play here. That might be a way we could look at it, but it'll really depend on what those numbers look like. So Lockdog was a Lockdog
1: originally. Sadly. He was a dog
0: and a lock at the same time. He's yeah. living up to his name in every stretch of the imagination.
1: It's quite a beautiful thing. I'm telling you, that was probably Turnip that messed up that. For everyone else, thanks a lot, Turnip. Here's another line that Turnip messed up for everyone else coming up. Uh, flyweights. Women's Flyweights. Ernesta Car-Kaite? Car-Kaite? Car-Kaite. <laughs> Car- 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 I think it's Caracate. Caracate versus carly judas uh so kara kate is from lithuania i believe am i correct there yes yeah i believe Lithuania so. versus uh judy's this is we, we mentioned him a lot and stuff but this is gumby's teammate judy says so he's not uh, not not gumby nope that's not, not my gumby team. nope that's, that's the turn up the, the <laughs> other guy with the nickname in the discord turnips uh teammate. so he's been telling us a lot about judy's well basically all he's been telling us is to pick her right
0: um. No. I mean, he's, he's no, he sent some highlights right. of her knocking people's clocks. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
1: She, she's she she throws. How did you say the name again that she's fighting? Since I have to say it again right now. Kara Karakite? Question mark. I, I is, don't
0: know. It's
1: four. <laughs> she's four zero one. I know that much. With two knockouts, she's won two straight fights. Is a regional champ. Also a pro kickboxer and a pro boxer. Plus 160. I believe she opened as the favorite, and that has changed. Judy's Crispy is the nickname. She's 3-0 and with three knockouts. Taking this fight on very short notice. Less than a week uh, notice. Um, used to fight at a bantamweight, minus 200. The resume says Kaite is, is the pick, but I'm thinking you're going Judy's, aren't you?
0: I I will tell you at this price, I am not going Judy's Um, and and I I hate to do this because when it posted, I got a little bit excited too. Judy's was originally um, a dog here and yeah, we, you can probably blame turn up on this one, but maybe you'll come back down. I will say this kind of, this kind of fight is sort of a dog or a pass for me um, because they're both kind of untested, tall flyweights. Um, I, I just can't take somebody on one week's notice with three pro fights. Um, at, at negative 200. I, I think that that's an absurd line. I, I think if you left this as a pickem, I, I would definitely think about Judi's, but here's the way I would break this down. They both seemingly want to strike. They both like a striking battle. I would give the edge to Ernesta when it comes to speed. I'd give the edge to Ernesta when it comes to accuracy, and I will give the edge to Ernesta when it comes to defensive fundamentals. Uh, so but on the other side, I would give the advantage to Judas when it comes to pressure. I would give the advantage to Judas when it comes to any kind of work in the clinch or or grappling. She's going to have a grappling advantage here. Uh, and I would give the advantage to Judas when it comes to power. She's quite obviously the more powerful striker. So when it comes down to that, it's like. For Judy's, you have to believe that she is going to use her grappling because I think if she did, she would win. I've seen some of her amateur fights. I went back and watched some of her amateur fights. She's got like, even when she fell down on a kick, somebody tried to get on top of her. She just butterfly sweeped them, came out on top, wrecked them from on top. If she did that here, uh, Ernesta is trash on her back. She's like really not a good grappler in any stretch of the imagination. If she went to the grappling, I think Judy's would have a good time there. I'm worried she'll want to strike. And, you know, like, again, I, I, gave her the power advantage on the feet and the clinch advantage on the feet, but at the end of the day, like it, do you think for sure that an 125 pound women's fight is going to end in a finish? It, they statistically, they don't happen all that often. So I'm going to give it to the person who's more accurate and, you know, faster. So I, especially at plus 160, I'm going to go Ernesta. that number comes back down. You might tempt me the other way, but also uh, if Judy's. If you wanted to bet Judy's, I'd say bet uh, bet inside the distance. It totally wouldn't surprise me if she wound up with a weird submission here, too, because like, I, again, I think Ernesto Caracate is, is just does not have the grappling chop she needs to to be in the UFC. All
1: right. There you go. Very nicely broken down. And yes, Gumby isn't just making resume picks like I am for fun. He's actually watching tape of people, even amateur ammy fights, as he likes to call them. All right. None of these people are are the people you have your eye on though, right? That we've covered. Uh, the first lock
0: dog. Lock, lock dog's gonna oh, yeah, be. Lock, he's gonna be fun. uh um, okay. if nothing else, he's gonna throw bombs and be fun. But no, the one who I said Dana is a thousand percent gonna be in love with has not come up yet.
1: All right, let's move on. Then we're gonna go to the men's side again, and we're gonna go to featherweight. Danny Silva versus Angel Pacheco. America versus America violence, just the way you guys like it. Uh. Pacheco, 7 and 1, four knockouts, three submissions. So he's finished everyone that he has beaten. He himself has never been finished in a fight. So he lost one decision. By my, my math here, he's won four straight fights, has not lost since December of 2020. He's not fought, however, since last August, August 2022. Uh, was a regional champion. Used to fight at lightweight plus 215. Silva Puma is the nickname. 7 and 1 with five knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. So Yanni's taking this under on this one for sure. Now the guy's have <laughs> finished for sure. It's bound to happen. Uh, Silva won his last fight via TKO. He used to fight at lightweight as well. Five years younger than Pacheco, three inches taller, Minus two seventy five. The survey says resume pick is Puma Silva.
0: Yeah. Silva's the pick for me as well here. Um, what it comes down to. So I was watching Silva's fight, uh, his last fight. I want to say it was, um, Maybe it was two fights ago. It might have been two fights ago when he was fighting uh, Kanan um, who was on Contender Series once upon a time. Uh, but I was watching that fight with him, and, uh, you know, his punches are, are, are good enough. Um, it, I don't think that nothing he does with his hands is, like, wild or overwhelming. But the thing that is wild and overwhelming is his pressure. He just keeps coming forward. He's in front of you to hit all the time, but that's so that he can hit you, too. Um, against Kauai, he had a really hard time with the angles that Kanan Kauai was cutting. Like if he kept backing him into a corner, Kauai would cut an angle, hit him with a punch, circle away. And that was really miserable for him to deal with. Um, He does a really good job of moving his head and coming forward and all that kind of stuff. But like when somebody can circle away and not just be like overwhelmed by his pressure, they have a really tough time with that. Now, the good news for him in this fight is Pacheco is not good at cutting angles. um like he he gets backed up. He has trouble. If you look at his last fight, um pretty much the only reason he w- beat he beat theilsonneddragoni, uh, um who's like a pretty good cFFC prospect. but he was like, maybe not looking all that great until he had a flying knee um and Like, the best part of his game up until then was that, like, it seemed like he had more cardio and better cardio. And I think he's going to have worse cardio in here. So, like, the biggest weakness for Silva is something Pacheco can't do. Pacheco's biggest strength isn't even a strength in this fight. So that's why you're going to see Silva as a big favorite. I think he makes sense as a big favorite. Um, You know, you mentioned neither guy had been finished. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if Silva wears him out and and goes for the kill. But, yeah, like, maybe depending on where they post the the total here you know like maybe over one and a half if it's playable um but like yeah silva for sure is a good parlay piece here
1: throw them in a parlay gumby says all right before we move along some more i'm going to tell you about the last two lovely places who keep us in your ear holes every week i'll be underdog fantasy first of all underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5-4-5. Five, five. From now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to 500 bucks. Plus, listen to this. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. A total of 2 million in prizes all season long. 100,000 in prizes this week. 10,000 to 10 people this week. And a new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. This week's higher lower is Tyreek Hill receiving yards. 91 and a half gummy says higher if you can still get in on that line grab it even if you're wrong you still have a chance to win 10,000 bucks so make watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over an underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with the promo code sgpn underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn and we're brought to you by hall of fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this nfl season with hall of fame bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as ex- an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Develop the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN for, to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. We're going to continue our researching with... I closed the tab. Can you believe I closed the topology tab, Dan? Where are we moving to next? Let's open up the tab. Heavyweights, to...
0: my man. Oh,
1: how what a horrible... My, my uh, computer knew. We don't want to talk about heavyweights, especially regional level heavyweights, but we're going to... Alexander Soldat Soldatkin versus Mario Piaz Piazon Piazon. We'll go with that. Germany versus <laughs> Germany versus Brazil. Even though he's Russian, he has a German flag beside his name, though. He trains in Alexander Germany. Alexander Okay, there you go. That would be king. Let's uh, tell you about Piazon. First six and zero with five knockouts. He's won two straight fights via knockout or TKO. Regional champion. Five years younger than. Soldat King plus 300. Soldat King 14 to 3. Nine knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted once. He's won 11 straight fights. He's not lost since April 2019. Two inch in 400. Resume pick says Soldat King is the pick.
0: Yeah, and he's this is the one Dana's going to be excited about. He's going to love Alexander Soldat King um, for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I, I actually am pretty excited about him because he, he does some things that heavyweights don't do. And that's, uh, first of all, he's got lots of head movement. Uh, sometimes it looks like he's just doing it for his own fun uh, and not actually to avoid shots. Uh, but at the same time, like, at, at least he's doing something. Uh, and then the other thing is he does is he jabs, uh, which is pretty wild. And his jab is powerful enough that I've seen it stun people. Um, he threw a spinning back kick in his last fight. Which, I mean, like, how many times do you see a heavyweight do that and not look just absolutely silly um, doing so? And he didn't look silly. He looked good. The other thing is he's just got absolutely insane knockout power. Um, you know, it's what you come to expect from heavyweights in general. But, man, this dude just throws haymakers and they look good. Um, and the fact that he throws a jab in front of them sometimes just makes him, like, I don't know, a two dimensional heavyweight, which is one more dimension than most heavyweights have. Um, So like he's he's good in that way. Um, And a lot of times when you see a guy who's like can box a little bit at heavyweight, you know, you you're like, oh, yeah, but like he'll get taken down. Right. Like, that's the problem. It's not like he's got no wrestling defense. And then like, you know, so I watched this one fight of his where basically the guy he was fighting knew that. Right. Like they knew he threw power punches and he sprinted across the cage when the fight started and just clinched him. He didn't even throw any punches. He just clinched him. And immediately, good body lock from Dakin, Um, Clearly more power than than just about any heavyweight in the clinch. And then he threw the guy to the ground. So it was like, okay, you want to do this? I have that sect in my game too. It's not what I like to do, but I'm good there. Um, so like he's good in the clinch. Piazon, I, I went back and watched whatever film I could find on him because there wasn't very much of him. But I'll be honest, he just kind of reminds me of Carlos Felipe. Do you remember Carlos Felipe in the UFC? Yep. Yeah. He's just kind of pudgy. And and he looks like he can box a little bit and would probably beat Jake Collier. But outside of that, like he's probably not beaten very many people because like there's no like really impressive power. It looks like he's got some good top control if he does get on top of people. But the only way I've seen him get on top of people is he like hit him with a leg kick and they tripped or they like threw a a kick and didn't land and then they wound up on the ground and then he just didn't let him up but let's face it like the level of competition he's fought is so bad that like i don't know that i really can't like his last win was over a guy actually technically his last win was over a guy that tapology won't count the fight uh so right. that's how bad that one is and then he beat 11 and 17 zero and zero 11 and seven is a bad three and one oh and one oh and one so he's like He's fought really bad guys. He's typically not gone more than one round. Most of what he's got in there, seems like it's like volume boxing. And like, yeah, he's got some power, but most of his his finishes are not like one punch knockout power. Although I guess a couple of the earlier ones were, but like most of them are just like, I'm just going to pour it on and throw like 70 punches to a guy who's clearly tired on the ground. I don't think Soldakin has any issues with that. I think he's going to crush him here.
1: All right. So you're not scared off by a minus 400 line?
0: I probably am looking for a KO prop, um, you know, like or, or the under, probably the under, or okay. or maybe both if I'm I'm really pushing. it. Because like, so Dak can finish his guys in the first round, and he's finishing much better people on the ground or in in one round than yeah. uh, than than is. So yeah, like I, I I think he's gonna finish him.
1: All right, to so the main event we go: More America versus America violence. Danny Barlow versus Raheem Forrest three five minute rounds at Walter weight you about for us. First Rambo is a nickname. He is seven and one with four knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted once himself. He won his last fight via TKO. He's stepping in here on short notice is, or actually he was the CFFC champion. I believe he's not the champion any longer, but he was the CFFC champion plus Plus one eighteen number in him. He's fighting Barlow. Who has a good nickname. Do you know his nickname, Dan? Um, yeah, Oh no, is it
0: his Instagram handle? His Instagram handle is left hand to God.
1: Yep, left hand okay. to God is the nickname. That's all one too, word. Huh? <laughs> yep. Apparently, left hand number two, God. And it's all one word. That's Barlow. He's six and oh, three knockouts, one submission. He's been he's finished two straight people via knockout or TKO. Regional champion, uh combat jujitsu practitioner as well, minus one forty eight. Resume says, Go with the dog of forest. And I'm going with the dog, Forrest. All Uh, right, short notice, uh,
0: dog. Well, and I I think it's short notice, but I think he was also scheduled for other fights on the Contender Series, and he just had to be, like, pushed back a couple of weeks. I think he's been in a training camp and just had either an opponent drop out or, you know, issues with maybe an opponent needing a visa, and they just pushed him back a couple of weeks and wound up with this opponent. So it is short notice in that, like, this fight hasn't been booked for a long time, but I'm not sure how short notice Forrest is. But, um... The thing I will say about Forrest is he did not look good when he lost his CFFC title. He lost it to Chuck Buffalo, uh, which is something that maybe didn't age so well. Um, but in that fight, you know, I I went back and watched it for the sake of this. And he's he's a guy who plods forward. He's very uh, methodical on his feet moving forward. When he does start to strike, he lunges a little bit with his strike. Sometimes he's a little bit off balance. That's how he wound up, you know, losing a grappling match to Charlie Radke. But, like, he is really, really strong and powerful. When he does go for takedown attempts, he muscles them a little bit. Uh, partially because he is so strong. I, I don't—did uh, you say the height difference in this fight?
1: Um. Do, 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 do. No, I don't think we—I have that. Forrest,
0: no, yeah, stat. Forrest's height isn't listed on Tapology, which is why I asked. Right. I know that Barlow's 6'2", which is really big for this weight class. I I'm assuming Forrest is going to be way shorter than him. I bet, you know, I'm gonna guess like five ten. You know, like he's he's gonna be like four inches shorter. But he's like he's very strong. Um, and he was like I said, he muscly in those takedown attempts. Obviously, it didn't work against Chuck Buffalo. Um, but then if you want to go to some of his later fights, his I mean, like the way he throws punches clearly, you know, is with fight ending intention. He's really strong and can can knock people out. He had a little bit of trouble with the range with Chuck Buffalo. It wasn't that he kept coming up short, but it was sometimes he would close the distance too much. I don't think that'll be a problem here because the the distance is going to be so great. Um, I don't love him when he's on the bottom grappling, but the bonus here is I don't think he's ever going to be on the bottom grappling Uh, because, you know, if you look at Barlow being like this tall, rangy, skinny guy, I don't think he's ever going to be able to get low enough on the legs of Raheem Forrest to take him down. Um and he himself has awful takedown defense. You know, I went back and watched one of his fights. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was he fought, but like right out of the gate, double leg takedown just looked like trash off of his back. Oh, it was against uh, Dustin Depuma, and that that was also in CFFC. Um, and just immediately taken down, easily held there to start. Um, and he winds up coming back and winning that fight, but like at the same time, it, it was like one of those those takedown. Defenses where you're like, oof, that's not good at all. And he's going to be doing it against Raheem Forrest, who's super powerful and can just drive through a lot of stuff. Um, I also really don't like how he looks against pressure. When Raheem Forrest moves forward, I think he's going to like try to flail and get out of the way. And that's like real bad news for eating a, a punch. He does have a nice counter left, which is probably how he got the nickname left handed god. God. Um, he's got a nice counter left and he's got like good leg kicks but I don't know that that'll be enough against Forrest. I think Forrest is either just going to catch those leg kicks and get him to the ground. Or like if he does flail away when he's trying to, to get away from things, I, like I wouldn't be surprised if he ate a punch and got knocked out too.
1: All right. There you have it. You tailed all my picks, Gumby, you totally. No, are that's not again. true. You, you, Mission.
0: you went to, you went to Judas, didn't you? Or, or no, did we agree? No, on I that didn't.
1: One? No, no. Yeah. We yeah, agreed on the like like... ball. So here are the picks Forrest. So that's King Silva. Kara Keite, i still don't know how to say her name question mark and all of are our, our picks his Boom, name's lock dog. dog his name's Lockdog. lock dog are our picks so let's get into series week eight watch along with us in the discord sports podcast.com slash discord always lots of fun in there no matter what day of the week uh twitter sgpn mma gumby reeling jeff fox writer there are the handles to follow i'm jeff fox writer on instagram My substack is moneymma.substack.com. Subscribe there to get all my writing and podcasts into your ear holes and eye holes. Gumby's got top turtle MMA podcast that drops every week. He has a lot of interesting interviews coming up. He told you about last episode. So listen to last episode and hear who he has coming up. And all good things in the sports gambling world is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And our Patreon, help us crush corporate gambling, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We'll be back Wednesday. We still don't know what we're covering. Let us know what you want to see us do. Tell us. C- cage Warriors. Quarter, or- cage Warriors. Oh, yeah. Cage words. Warriors. Yes, we'll do Cage Warriors. Thursday could be up in the air. So maybe it'll be listener's choice. So let us know what you think. Gumby, get us out of here. All right. I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff, the Kitchener
0: legend, Fox. And we will see you on Wednesday.